Hello again. Darnell Samuels is my guest on the show today. Darnell is a historian, an independent journalist who enjoys studying the disciplines of theology and economics. He has two podcasts, The Six Cent Report and Thanks Coach, and he also has a blog called High End Theories. Darnell has a Bachelor of Arts degree in History and Global Studies from Tyndale University College and Seminary. He's currently wrapping up his Bachelor of Education at Tyndale. He has hopes of podcasting and blogging full-time, as well as opening a chain of schools in the spirit of Booker T. Washington. Exciting, right? So as you can tell, Darnell has understood what it means to be a son of the creator. That's why I thought it would be inspiring to talk to Darnell and see what he has to say about entrepreneurship. We ended up discussing a couple of key essentials and principles we think entrepreneurs really need. I hope you take away what you need and apply it to your own entrepreneurial endeavors. And I pray it will encourage and empower you. Okay, so Darnell, tell me about you. Tell us about who you are. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I want to thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah, very, very humbling, very humbling um, experience, and I'm, I'm really glad and really excited to, to be on the show. So, thank you. Okay, so yeah, my name is Darnell Samuels. I am a Canadian. My mom is Trinidadian. My dad is Jamaican, but I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian to the bone. And I have a podcast. I have two podcasts. I have a blog called High End Theories, where um, the things that aren't don't the things that aren't as clear on the show, I'll write about it and be more clear because writing's more clear than speaking. Um, I have a bachelor in um, global studies and history, and I'm currently finishing my uh, bachelor of education at Tyndale. And my ultimate goal in life is to, of course, besides serve the Lord, but serve the Lord. Um, but it would be like uh, doing podcasting and blogging full-time and eventually opening up schools, my own schools. That'd that's be a, really cool. That, that's amazing because I saw your bio and I was like, I did not know that. I didn't know that you wanted to open up schools. So yeah. why, like why schools? Is it because you really like truly believe in education or? I believe you cannot change the world. What do you mean by that? You cannot change the world. Because it, it depends on the, the sphere of influence you've been given, right? So just like, you know, us doing social media, you know, you might have 10 followers and your goal should be to um, change or impact and influence those 10 followers you have. Now, there are those unique situations and unique uh, people that do change the world. A lot of times people that plan to change the world weren't planning to. When you look at the great people who have changed the world, they weren't really planning to like accept Jesus Christ, um, but being responsible for the sphere of influence you have. So I, I chose education because education is the best way uh, to do, I think, to educate future generation. And for me, I love, I love in my heart, um, God made me um, a teacher. I love teaching. I've been teaching since, since I had a little sister, as my, as my sister tells me. Since I had a little sister, she would always tell me like, you know, I was always trying to help her Whenever she needed help, she says I was always there for her and trying to teach her and, and things like that. And so anybody that's that would listen, as Bruce Lee says, I'll teach anybody who wants to learn. Like I get a kid, like I get a high out of seeing kids get it, people get it, um, empowering people. That's my thing. I love it. So that's why I would definitely like to have my own school and um, and do my own thing and help people get better. Yeah, amazing. And then so how does 
everything that you're doing now contribute to that. I know you mentioned your two podcasts, you have a blog as well. Uh, you're mm -hmm. an educator. Just how is that contributing? How do you see that all coming together? Like I started the I started the Sixth Sense Report, which is uh, me and my co-host Joel Nikoloff. And my reason for starting it was I I needed to get better at teaching, so that's why I started it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the schools of thought that I the framework I interpret the world through is as a Christian I interpret it through a theological lens, but I, I also an economic lens. So theology is the study of God, the application of God's word, and then economics is the science of making choices or the more technical term, the reallocation of scarce resources. So what we did was we, we, we took that framework and we used the, we used theology and economics to interpret events that impact Canadians. So that's the lens we see through. Mm -hmm. So we're Canadian theological economic. And, and I believe that those, if you use theology and economics, that's the best way to communicate and identify ways of hope for people. Because a lot of times, I think as Christians, we have, you know, our God is a God of hope. We're a people of hope. And not just a, a end times hope, an eschatological hope, but a present day hope. Like, yeah, we tell people, yeah, you know, believe in Jesus or burn in hell, right? We tell people that, <laughs> right? But then um, afterwards, what happens when somebody says, actually, you know what? Ah, no thanks on the Jesus thing. Well, then what else can we do to provide a hope for a person in the present situation? Whether it's, you know, teaching somebody how to read, you know, showing them how to cook, uh, these kind of things where we're providing present day hope for someone to eat and have hope for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So that's where theology and economics, I, I find, um, gives people a present day hope. And that's what I wanted to learn through the podcast. And that will help me to become a better educator teacher. For sure. And also interesting because people who will listen to the podcast will know through what lens you're looking at specific situations, because I feel you can look at things from a million different lenses yeah. and this kind of narrows it down. It's clearer for your audience, which actually also is very good. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to know your message. You want to have a clear message to your audience. So that's, that's already like one nugget here in what you're telling that people can take yeah. away. It's important for us to think clearly about what we claim to believe in me. I'm, I'm just doing what, um, God made me to do. And hopefully it would be um, helpful to other people. <laughs> I love how you just say that very humbly. I just, I'm just doing what God made me to do. Well, I think that's actually very important <laughs> to do that. That's like why I'm doing this podcast to help people tap into what God has called you to do. <laughs> right, right, right. So like, um, and that's why, like, for me, I'm trying my best to do that for other people. And I really want to help other people do that. So let's talk about entrepreneurship, because I mm. say what makes you an entrepreneur is if you start something new, if you create something. And I feel you've created already multiple things in your life. And let's talk about creating things. So you told me that you think entrepreneurship is important. So mm. why, in your opinion, is entrepreneurship important? I think it's important because, well, entrepreneurship isn't about securing the bag or trying to get money. But it's about being free to be who God made you to be. And what that means is, I know it sounds very up in the clouds, but what that means is that, you know, God gives people to serve, right? So if you serve people, you will be able to eat and the money will come, mm -hmm. right? But you, but you want to do a good job of serving with the gift that you have. 
So that's that's how I would that's how I would define entrepreneurship is, is serving with the gift that God has given you um, and doing it well. And if you do it well, then you'll be able to secure the bag, make money, and do all the things um, that you enjoy. And how does that make a difference different from just being like serving in general in life without asking money for it? I think like from like to get through an economic framework, I, I don't I, I wouldn't separate it. I don't think it's separate. If you are using your skills to its fullest potential, money's going to follow. And when 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 Joel and I were doing the Sixth Sense report, you know, people were coming to us and saying, "Okay, we, how can we give you money?" Right? <laughs> you know, are you like what? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, me and Joel were like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, so people were coming to us and say, "Okay, how can we give you money?" Right? That's a, that's a perfect example. You know, I got friends who are basketball trainers. Right? It starts with working out with one kid. Right. You're just trying to help a kid who just wants to get better. But then another kid comes along and the other kids saying, well, the second kid's coming along and he's going to say, well, um, I need I want to take you away from that kid and I want you to work with me. Here's 20 bucks for the hour. Economics is, is, is the science of making choices and the reallocation of scarce resources. Your time is scarce. So now you you have to make a cost benefit analysis on, okay, do I work with the kid for free or do I work with the kid who's going to pay me? Fair enough. And I think, yeah, if you're providing someone a service, it is okay to ask money for that. Or if somebody wants to give you money for that. Yeah. And people on people will honor it. People will be like, oh my gosh, like, like I gotta like, here, let me give you some money. So would you say that everybody who is considering entrepreneurship should really start with having a good relationship with money and your, just your general view on money or like cash flow, or is that oh. like, yeah. <laughs> oh, financial <laughs> financial literacy. You know what? I'm glad you asked that. So I have a friend uh, who's a photographer, very successful photographer, uh, goes by Mr. Koa. So look him up on Instagram. His work is phenomenal. He 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 did the shots for the Six Sense Report, our branding stuff. Yeah, the, and, it looks pretty awesome. Oh, of course. The, I've seen that's it. my man. <laughs> Yo, he's nice. I, I told you, right? That's another part of um, um, entrepreneurship. You got to control your brand. But that's a whole nother, that, that's another episode when yeah. I come back on. So basically, um, the idea that Ryan was getting at was he said to me, you know, Darnell, when I met him, when I started working with him, um, he was still working at his full-time job. He, he just started. He only been shooting like three months. But I recognized his talent because I used to do photography and videography. Right. So that's part of my another part of my entrepreneurship background. Like I've always been an entrepreneur, but didn't realize it. So I've done photography and I can recognize I know what good pictures look like. I don't do it anymore, but I can kind of like to say in the street game, recognize game. So so I saw his talent and eventually he was like, "Okay, you know what, Darnell, now I'm flying across all over the world. I'm shooting music videos. I'm hanging out with celebrities and famous people and people want to know how did I do it? And he said, Darnell. Like photography isn't about like talent. There's a lot of talented photographers, but you got to be, you got to be a businessman. It's the businessman in me that made me successful. I have talent, but my talent is nothing unless I'm a bit, I'm, I'm handling my business and I'm good at it. And, and he's right. because I know a lot of talented photographers. Um, but if you don't handle your business, right. Or you don't, or not even handle your business, right. Um, understand business and almost have a talent for it and market yourself and brand yourself. So he was able to do that. And he's, he's really successful. Yeah. So yeah. So you always want to make sure that you can do that. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I'm thinking of a lot of, especially creatives or artists who have a hard time sometimes with accepting, well, if you want, if you want to make money from what you're doing, you actually have to be good at business as well. You have to figure out what business is about and start yes. investing in that. But yeah, like yeah. Yeah. what what is business about? I what would you advise yeah. to the person you were 10 years ago? What would you say? Uh, to the person I was uh, 10 years ago, I would say this. Um, and it's a quote from the poet and philosopher Sean Carter, aka Jay-Z. <laughs> and Jay-Z said, uh, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. And the play on words, he's saying, I'm not a businessman. I am a I like I am yeah. the business. I am the brand. You know what I mean? Like, so I thought, I thought that was very profound. Hi, Jay, as he always is. Um, and so at that point, you know, I would say to myself, like, yeah, you're the, you are the business, Darnell. You are the brand. You are what people are going to buy. Like, yeah, I can make podcasts or write a book, but people are like, even for example, like on social media, one thing I'd realize is like, you know, I, I have a Twitter for success report and I have a Darnell Twitter, but people want to follow me. Mm-hmm. I have more follow, of course, you know, people want to follow a person rather than than a brand product they want yeah person yeah yeah and so you so so you really have to um control your narrative uh i was i went through the book 50 cent uh you guys should check out this book if you guys are listening um a really good book find you can find the audio book on youtube um it's called it's from um curtis jackson aka 50 cent and his book is called hustle harder hustle smarter now of course you're like oh 50 cent you mean the dude who got shot nine times and was beefing with ja rule back in the day and he takes his shirt off and he's got the six pack and the gold shorty you know that guy <laughs> yeah it's that guy but but when you listen to the book it's not that guy it's not that guy it's not the rapper it's the businessman hmm. and when you read the book you realize yo he, he was lying the whole time that was just a persona for business, but the real Curtis Jackson is really a, a savvy business guy who's laid back, who doesn't smoke or drink. So yeah, check out the book. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. When you, when you check out the book, it, um, a lot of great pro tips on how to be a smarter um, entrepreneur. I find that very interesting because I would not have thought that Fifty Cent was. Of course, he's a businessman. How else can you become so famous and make so much music that people want to listen to? Um, music producing tv shows um he has his own the vitamin water um a whole bunch of entrepreneurial ventures the, the man is a monster mm-hmm. so yeah please check it out yeah talking yeah. about entrepreneurship and and business so what would you say are core principles or essentials for building a sound or a good or you know a business with a good foundation uh definitely a good team you can't do it by yourself Okay. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so just starting out, you don't necessarily have a lot of budget. How do you find a team? Pray first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Always. Uh, right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to pray for a team. Right. Back to economic terms, division of labor. Right. So to work efficiently, you need people doing what they do best. Mm-hmm. So uh, my podcast team, you know, although Joel and I are co-hosts, Technically, we're a team first. So Joel covers half of the other podcast stuff that I, I'm not skilled at, nor do I care about, right? And then I, I cover the other stuff. But then we also have a producer, um, Anthony Mitchell, Madden Media, and, and, and he, he is handling the production. Um, you want to have um, a great team that can free you up 
to do what you do best. Yeah. Right? And so, so in your example, so we're talking about the Six Sense report, you have your co-host role and there's a producer. So how did that start? How did you find the producer? I, I can imagine like you and Joel were talking, you're like, hey, let's do this uh, podcast. And this is the lens we're, we're going to focus on. But how do you find the other person? How do you find the producer? <laughs> okay, no, that's good. That's good, Matt. You know, I, I guess this is the Christian answer, uh, besides prayer, but, but um, providence, right? This is what um, unbelievers call luck or mm-hmm. serendipity or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we call it divine providence. God's God's free will and then our free will, right? And God has a plan and everything just um aligns. So our producer is a friend of mine. Um and he went to school for radio. So I already knew he he already he already produced um successful, super successful radio shows. And so he was already in my network. And I think that's another keyword like you have to kind of see what your network is. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur, you'll be surrounded by like-minded people, right? Birds of a feather flock together type of thing. So yeah, so he was already in my network and I've already seen his body of work. So when he saw what I was doing, he kind of said, oh, he's like, yo, you know, I can make you guys better. I'm like, okay, cool. Now, um, because he does great work, we honor his work and we pay him for his work. Um, so yeah, guys, um, if you're trying to start a podcast and you um, just... Uh, you know, good need good consultation. Um, yeah, contact uh, Mad Media, my boy Anthony. But yeah, yeah, but d- divine providence. These people come into your life, and if you're an entrepreneur, you'll have people around you. I would almost say to the um, to the audience, um, if you're if you if you're taking notes, <laughs> look at me being a teacher. If you're taking notes, there's a quiz afterwards. <laughs> take notes. Um, yeah. Take notes. Yeah, no, but I, I would say you know what? Think about this. Um, how many are there friends that you have that you look up to? as, you know, creatives, as entrepreneurs, because if you do, you know, um, kind of like that old saying, your, your network is your net worth, right? So you're kind of looking at, okay, well, do I have any creatives in my circle? Do I have friends that I look up to who are doing it? Because sometimes it helps to see people doing it. So, yeah. And that's important because you get inspired. I'm always saying don't copy people because you're not the other person, but you yeah. can get inspired and you can get, you know, encouraged by what they're doing and, and see how they do. It. And then you can ask them. I have um, friends that I, that I look up to and I'm able to ask them like, okay, hey, so um, like, how is this working for you? Or what'd you do to get to this point? And it's right? funny so because it's people funny. always want to answer those questions. They're, they will not say, I'm not going to tell you. Like, it's a secret. Of course, they want to help mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So, and especially if they're your friends in your network and you've seen them come up yeah. and how they've become something. Um, one of my friends, Phil Thomas, uh, he, he's an animator. And he said to me um, in high school, because I've known him since high school, like he wasn't good at drawing, but he wanted to be an animator. And now he's a professional animator. That's what he does for, for a career. And, he, you know, sometimes he'll give a lecture or two out of college. And, and I said, how'd you become good at drawing? He says, I just practiced. He's like, at one point I wasn't good and I practiced. Yeah. I was like, oh, you practice to the point where you can do it. Now you do it for a living. I have a friend who's a, um, a musician. Um, he goes by the name of I, A-H-I. Um, he's like a black folk singer. Awesome guy. Um, yeah, but this guy wasn't a good singer. Um, he taught himself to sing. He taught himself to play guitar. And this is like, this isn't like when he was 10 years old. This is like, you know, he decides to leave, you know, university and, and become a musician. And he taught himself to sing, taught himself to write, taught himself to play the music. Now he's touring, feeding mm-hmm. his family, doing his thing. So these guys are um, inspirations to me for sure. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And it also points out that perseverance <laughs> is very important in entrepreneurship. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. we, we were talking about like a core principle is, is building a team, but then I think, yeah, not giving up is, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a principle, but that's definitely something you need yeah. to and you gotta and, I, and you gotta believe in, of course, you know, it sounds cliche to believe in yourself, but um, in the basketball world, we use a term, you have to have that dog. You got to be a dog in that you got to be relentless um, and believe that you are that guy. Like you have to believe at first that you are that guy and not being arrogant, but you have to believe it. And if you believe it, you will carry out the actions that guy, the dog does. Right. So, and I've heard that before many times that you have to believe in that you're already there, but sometimes it's so hard for people. What, how can you make that easier for yourself to believe that you're already there or that you're going to be there? Oh, oh man. Okay. Ugh. You know, I, cause you know, I'm thinking because I, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but the confidence a person has it isn't something that wanes, like comes necessarily comes and goes like you. That's who you are. Like you should, you are already, you already believe that you are destined for greatness. Like you, there's no doubt in your mind that you're destined for greatness. And even when people try to talk you out, you're already locked in. And it's just something that burns with inside you that you, that's who you are. You are the best podcaster to ever live. People just don't know it yet. People just don't know. And again, that, that comes from my basketball background where I guess I was blessed to be around a lot of great players um, and competitive guys, but you can't coexist in, in competitive environments and not believe you're the guy, even though you're not. And I think this is a good lesson because even the teams I played on, I wasn't the guy. But if you asked me, even in front of the guys, if I think I'm the guy, I'm like, hell yeah, I think I'm the guy. And then you go out and you try to prove it. And then I lose to the other guy. I lose, even in my loss. And they ask me, do you, do you still think you're the guy? Hell yeah, I think I'm the guy. I just had a bad day. I'm, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so my advice to, to, to the listeners, like, um, you have to practice training your mind to be relentless and believe that you are that alpha like you are you're just not you're just not there yet but it's coming and that you have to conduct yourself in that way but if you're if you're if you're flip-flopping with your with with believing you're going to be the guy or not um yeah you're in trouble you're in trouble this is very powerful because i'm thinking about this day and age and we're so used to being successful overnight you know it only takes like a year and then you're i don't know you're this influencer or you made it in tv or whatever and mm. that's not reality like you have to fight or battle your way through it of course there are, are exceptions no doubt about that but mm -hmm. yeah if you want to make things work it will take time and mm -hmm. i and, and to be really confident in securing what you're doing i feel you really have to know who you are you really have to yes know your yes. identity know like if you're a believer you are a son of daughter of god and that will never ever change and then you believe that you've mm -hmm. been equipped with something you can do something so if it's according to his will you'll get there But yeah, totally, I, yeah. I'm preaching yeah. to myself as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. No, no, no. Like if you, like if you ask me, if you ask me, and, I, and I'm speaking humbly, I feel like you know the Six Sense Report is the best podcast in its niche in the country, and I don't doubt. You know, I I don't doubt that. I, I we don't 
we've never doubted that. It's just that people haven't heard of it yet mm-hmm. and hasn't reached people. But I can I can bet anything on it that if you compare my our show to any other show in our niche, it's not better than it. It's not better than this. Nothing is better than the Sixth Sense Report. If you put any show in its niche against it, Joel and I are better than anybody. Yeah. And that's I'm speaking humbly. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. So we got, what was it? We got put a team together, know who you are, know where you want to go. And in your mind already be, you know, be at that place where you want to be. Uh-huh. Is, is there anything else you want to add to those two very important essentials? Um, well, actually, I, I would bring up something that you mentioned, right? Um, that, that was on point was like, yeah, the financial literacy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't, yo, you can't, you can't skip that step on how to manage money. Now, you know what? Come back to the point about my team. Who's on my team? Joel Nikoloff, my co-host. He's an accountant, right? He's an mm-hmm. accountant now. And then I also have, right? So now he's already on the team and this is what he does for a living. And, but then I also have a financial advisor, Sean Ediemi um, at SA Capital. Uh, check him out. So, he, so he's my financial advisor. And then I read books on um, financial literacy to empower myself. But once the money comes in or even just investing, right? That's part of the financial literacy. Now you're, you're taking your own money and you're investing into your dream, right? Yeah. How much, how much, how much are you going to pay for that branding? How much are you going to pay for that new logo, Jane? How much they go pay you? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. People, yeah. You, right. So I'm sure you have that conversation. People are like, Oh, I'm going to start a business. And then you're probably like, okay, so what's your budget? I don't have this whole 20, you know, it's tough right now. It's 20. So right there, right, is, is you're trying to figure out like, okay, how much, how much is this vision worth? How much do you really believe in it? So putting money behind your dream, putting money behind your vision, right? Um, and that's a part of financial literacy. So you're putting it in. And then once the money starts coming in, you have to know how to manage it and, and, and so forth. So definitely, um, fine. now you don't have to be the greatest. But you still should know some basics about, you know, financial literacy and being able to manage your money for sure. Yeah, but that's key what you're saying. I know so many and I was one of them myself. When you start out a business, you're the early stage entrepreneur. And most of them say, I don't really have a big budget. Can you do it for less? You go to websites like Pfeiffer or Upwork and then you're always disappointed because it's not exactly what you had in mind. I think it's a very good point to say that if you start something new or you're going to create something, you start a business that, well, part of that starting something new is not just an idea. It's also having a plan is having a budget. Like how much money do you want to allocate to that? I think that's very important. I think a lot of people don't really realize that. And it makes me think of actually another conversation I had on this podcast with Jimmy Song, and he was talking about that. People should have money if they want to start businesses. You're not going to, you know, there is this tendency for a lot of tech startups now. They're going to like get money from investors, you know, venture mm-hmm. capital, but they're not making money yet. Like, why don't you put in your own money and make sure that you're actually selling something that people want to buy? But that mm-hmm. might be a totally different um, subject, but I think. No, it, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So no, but that's just, I just wanted to point that out, that it is really important. And you just mentioned like, okay, what is the budget that you have for starting something new? And I think most people don't even think about that. They think, oh yeah, well maybe with $500 I can make a website. No, like somebody is making a living of 
making websites. You're not going to pay them $500. Right. And, and then part of it is the value of the work. Mm-hmm. So I, I've learned that from videograph- being a videographer and photographer. Like it depends, right, for the listener. It depends on how you value your work, right? So if you want to start a podcast and you don't want to put money behind it, then it's zero. It's going to look like zero dollars. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like fifteen dollars, and you have to know what what a, what a two thousand dollar song podcast logo looks like. You have to know what these things look like, and so the point I'm making is that for me, my approach. I don't care how much it costs. I don't, I don't care how much, I don't, okay. I don't really care. <laughs> I, I don't care how much it costs. Now, if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. But my thing is this, I find the best people are who are the best at what they do. So for example, um, you know, one of my heroes is a Kobe Bryant recipes, you know, and when he left the NBA, um, he started writing children's books. Um, that was his hobby. And he said that when he was building his team, um, and actually it was a podcast as well. Um, he said, when he started building his team, he said he didn't build his team with creatives. He didn't want creatives. He wanted obsessives. He wants obsessives. He wants people who are obsessed with their particular gift and their skill. Um, just like Anthony on my, on my show as a producer, he's obsessed with production, right? Um, and so you're going to get an awesome product. Same thing like with uh, Ryan doing our photography. I can see in his work that he's obsessed with making his pictures look clean and cool. And I'm like, okay, that's what I saw. One of his pictures that I want my picture to look like that. And he, and he was able to do that. Now, of course I got it at him early before he blew up. So I got a dirt cheap price. <laughs> I don't think I can afford him now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So even at, you know, at that point, even like, you know, the way you dress, like forget, you know, like even the way you dress, Boots, if you value quality and you look at something like, yeah, like, no, I know I want those $400 boots. Is it a lot of money? Hell yeah, $400 is a lot of money for boots, but the boots are quality. Yeah, X amount of money is expensive for branding, but, but it looks professional, right? Once you put your product out there, guys, you can't take it back. And it's a representative of you. So if you want a $15 logo, that's representative of you. And it looks like $15, Right. So for me, I don't really ask. So if I'm working with with um, somebody, a client or somebody, I don't necessarily ask because I'm already sold on you. Um, Last little story to kind of prove this point. A lot of my friends who are photographers, DJs, people who are entrepreneurs, they say, you know, you can cater to the lower end customer or the higher end customer. So I have friends who cater to lower end customers. And what do they tell me? When you cater to the lower end, they're the most trouble. The people who don't want to pay end up causing you the most trouble and they yeah. want the most from you. Right. But then when you, when you deal with people who, who are, who are on the higher end, they just give you your money and they get out your way. They're the easiest people to deal with. So yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah. They trust for what you're doing. No, that's some, definitely something to think about. So there's a lot to think about for people in this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's not just definitely. a team financial literacy. Um, you know, your identity there, there's obviously like, we didn't want to really want to go into branding. We still did a little bit, but yeah, there's a lot when it comes to being an entrepreneur and being in business. Yes. Yeah. It starts with an idea, but then actually yeah. making it yeah. work. Yeah. The idea and who you are as a person, it comes back to me as a teacher. So my goal as a teacher, um, in one day as a future parent is that even like people who hang out with me and they know if you hang out with me, I'm always giving this speech that like God made you in your special 
Like you have a gift that we that you have to cultivate and, and master. And if you can master that gift, then you will be able to be fulfilled. And, and I think in a sense, that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Being fulfilled. Um, I grew up in a home that was nine to five, blue collar. And I, and I was taught the principles of blue collar life. You go to work, you come home, you do your job, don't rock the boat. And, and I was doing that. I was working factory gigs and doing these regular nine to fives. And I wasn't being, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't being fulfilled. And the reason why I wasn't being fulfilled isn't because I was, uh, I wasn't content, but God put something on my heart that I wanted to fulfill. Just like somebody says, you know, my, my boy Akinawa wanted to become a, a singer. He just had to go sing. Sam Sage just had to, my friend Sam Sage just had to go write. Um, Anthony just had to go produce. My boy Phil Thomas just had to go draw pictures. And when you're doing it, that's when you're in your full calling of what God has called you, right? You have occupations and vocations. I hope mm. you guys are taking notes. Occupations are is what occupies your time from your vocation. What's a vocation? The vo- word vocal, vocal as in calling. This is what God has called you into. Like it's audible. You hear it. It's in your heart. God is calling you to do that. But if you're in your occupation and it's taking, it's occupying your time from your vocation, right? That's where the, 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 the struggle is. Life is short, man. And you want to be able to say like, you know what, Lord, you, know, you gave me these hands and, and I was able to do heart surgery. You blessed me with these hands and I enjoyed these hands. You gave me a voice to sing and I enjoyed my, my voice to sing. Um, one of my favorite Bible verses that kind of nails this home is Proverbs 18, verse 16. And it says, um, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great or the, in the uh, New Living Translation, uh, giving a gift or giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. So just cultivate it. Everybody's special. You know, my wife is my wife. She, she, she always kind of nails this home for me where her gift is, is baking, right? She's a great baker. Um, everybody knows this great cook. Um, You're so blessed. She says, yeah, see, that's why this golf shirt didn't fit me like it used to. That's <laughs> why right? I'm, I'm, I'm holding it in my stomach the whole time, right? Stop it. <laughs> right, but 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 she would say like, as a little girl, um, her mom bought her um, an easy bake oven, and she says, "Darnell, that was my favorite toy." I, man, I couldn't. Man, I she just wore it out. She that's what she was doing from a little girl. Now, but when she got older, she was chasing the money. In a sense, she, she wanted to do a prestigious job. She wanted to be a mm-hmm. lawyer. She wanted an office job. She wanted, you know, to climb the corporate ladder. But now she's at a place where she's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I actually, you know, she could have done it over again. She said, you know what? I would have tried to follow my, my, my heart, Vocation. my gift. Yeah, you had to go do that. So yeah, that's, that's important. Very important. And on that note, I think we've empowered a lot of people. Um, I think we inspired a lot of people I hope so. to I listen hope so. to their vocation. Yeah. Let, well, yes, yes. Let's just say we do, because that's what this podcast is about. So go listen to that vocation, go see what God has put in you, the type of gifts and yeah, then start being an entrepreneur, start making things. So yeah. Darnell, where, where can we find more about everything that you do? I'm on Twitter and Instagram. So to get me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, um, I go under the uh, the the tag Do Gooda Darnell. Do Gooda is um, kind of what it what it actually is 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 a do gooder, a person that does good. 
Um, I have a blog, highendtheories.com, uh, Six Sense Report, and you can find Thanks Coach on, I have the Thanks Coach podcast as well. That's on my high-end theories. Or you can email me um, personally, uh, darnell at sixcentsupport.com. Sounds good. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you, Jane. Thank you for this opportunity. Also, uh, for the listeners, don't be a casual listener. Make sure you guys subscribe, like, share, leave a comment, because I said so. All right, <laughs> support support Jane. Don't, don't be a casual listener, man. Don't disrespect her like this. Don't disrespect her show, man. Subscribe right now and leave a comment and leave a review if you're listening on any other podcast. You heard it here first. Okay, thanks, Bam. I have nothing to add. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thank you, Jay. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.